Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond. Once again, due to the holidays, we're taking a break this week, but we didn't want to leave you without an episode. So we're going to share one of our Patreon episodes for you this week about some hauntings. So we hope you enjoy it, and thank you for listening to Scary Savannah and Beyond. Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond. This is going to be an episode, which I'm not really sure because we renumbered episodes this morning, and now this either may be episode number 26, part four, or it could be 125-6. It is indeed Patreon episode 26. Okay, well that narrows it down, Ghost I guess. number four. Ghost number four. This episode of Ghost Stories, we're going to be talking about a few ghost stories from the southern regions of the United States of America. My favorite part, besides uh, Vegas. Vegas, which is kind of south if you count like the North American continent. I don't think it's a southern state. It's not a southern state, (laughs) but it's in the south-ish, I guess. Sort of. There's even one story from Georgia, but it's not Savannah. Oh, okay. But it's about 60 miles from Savannah. I think all of Georgia is haunted. It well, it is. If you believe the stories from the ghost tellers and all these websites, it is. Yeah. After yeah. talking to the Paranormal Society group, though, I'm not sure if everything is indeed haunted. True. But we're we'll have to reserve that for when we go experience it ourselves. So the first ghost that we're going to be talking about tonight is the ghost of Bellamy Bridge from Mariana, Florida. Sounds uh pretty impressive. There's a bridge. I like bridges. There's a ghost. I like ghosts. And bridges. So it's like the confluence of all the things. It's that not you a like. child ghost though, right? No. Okay. Then I love it. So you can find this ghost around a creepy bridge that is in the city of Mariana, Florida. I'll put up a picture of the bridge now. I love this bridge. Doesn't it remind you of a bridge that used to be in our old hometown of Stanley? It so much does. There was a bridge, and we actually did Ethan and Kylie senior pictures on that bridge. Do you remember that? I do remember that. We had yeah. our friend Emily come out and photograph them. Yeah, and if we can find those pictures, maybe we'll throw one or two of them up yeah, right now. Yeah, it's such a cool bridge. I, I don't think you can get down to it anymore. I think they. Have I don't like, think you could ever legally get to it. I don't remember there being no trespassing signs there then, but I think there are now. Don't come out here. And do your illegal drugs and drink your alcohol on this foreign bridge. I guess we were being urban explorers that day. We were, and we didn't even get arrested or accosted by the authorities. We didn't. Although, this story doesn't seem to involve the bridge itself. It should. Which is weird, I mean, because look at it. I know, it's got to have some kind of haunting associated with it. But the bridge is associated in a roundabout way. Okay. 
The story goes that back in the 1830s, Elizabeth Jane Croom married a local politician by the name of Dr. Samuel Bellamy. Got her a doctor, huh? Got her some of them high class. All right. Highfalutin. Mm-hmm. They were going to have a spectacular wedding with guests reported to have come as far away as Europe wow. to be involved. And you know it gets serious when you start having people come from Europe. Yeah, in the 1800s, you have to take a boat. No, you would have to take a boat. Yeah. That's the whole thing. That would be a That'd whole be like thing. months right. of your debt. Who can just do that? I know. Like, well, I'm just going to take two months to go to a wedding. I know. It's reported that somehow her dress came into contact with either a candle or an open fireplace. And the material burst into flames. And before anyone could help her, she ran screaming from the house. What was that dress made out of? Gasoline, probably. <laughs> She was horribly injured by the fire, and to add to the badness of this, she didn't die immediately and lived for a few days in agony before passing away. Her body was taken to a plantation of Samuel's brother, Dr. Edward C. Bellamy, apparently he's a family of doctors, and was laid to rest in a grove of trees near the Chippewa River. Another one of those, I think I'm saying it right. Is it Chippewa or Chipola? Chipola. The Chipola River. The legend goes that the grave is unable to contain her love for Samuel and that her ghost, dressed in white, obviously. Well, it was her wedding day. Well, that makes sense. Will appear on the banks of the river. When this occurred, the bridge in question Mm -hmm. did not exist yet. However, it's now said that if you're on that bridge at night, you might just catch a glimpse of poor Elizabeth's ghost wandering the banks of the river in her wedding dress. I didn't see a no trespassing sign on that bridge, so could we go check it out? On that bridge? Yeah. Oh, of course. We're going to go all the way to Florida. We are going to Florida soon, so we could just take a little sidetrack. Uh, who knows where in Florida this is? Maybe we'll look it up if we drive it's not right like through Florida's the city. That big. And it's literally <laughs> we could walk to it from a parking spot wherever we park okay. on the way, okay. then we might think about it, but okay. not at nighttime. I'm going to check out Google Maps. You're not going to talk me out of this. You won't even remember it by yes, the time I will. Comes. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There are some reports that say instead of walking solemnly that she's been seen on fire, walking through the swamps, or even diving straight into the river as if she's trying to douse the flames. That sounds pretty horrific all the way around, doesn't it? does. I've never seen a ghost on fire. Now let me hit you with some of that pesky history. 
I love history now. Yeah, but not in how it relates to the ghost legends. But I figured, you know, we should tell you the whole story. Okay, tell me. Looking into the reports from actual history, there are letters from Samuel and even an obituary in the Floridian that says that Elizabeth actually died from fever on May 11th, 1837. She was only 18 years old. So that sort of conflicts with some of the reports about dying from being burned to death. It's not nearly as sexy. (laughs) Sexy, okay. (laughs) And to add fuel to the fire... Yes, a bad pun. That was. There are records showing that Elizabeth and Samuel were actually married on July 15th, 1834 in North Kakalaki. You just can't trust a ghost story here. That's what we call North Carolina, if you're from North Carolina. I, I know that. North Kakalaki. Well, they may not know that. <laughs> and if you're keeping track, that's three years before the supposed wedding and fire in Florida. She was, however... Buried near Bellamy Bridge site today, so at least that much of the story is actually true. So they got married in North Carolina, but they lived in Florida? Yes. So like everybody converged from Europe into North Carolina because it was easier? I don't even know if the people actually came from Europe. I think that might be part of the fancified story. Any fancy wedding guests? Yeah, there was the story said that they were married in a rose garden in some fancy place. It was a whole shindig. And I don't know if that's the historical account. Or the legendary account, but that's what is said. Okay. But there is some real tragedy that did happen. The more horrific part of the story is that a week after she passed, her young son, Alexander, also died from fever and was buried by her side. Oh, that's really sad. But there's no child ghost associated with her? There's no reports that I saw. Hmm. But what what do you think about this? I mean, I guess there could be a ghost of her without this fire legend But that kind of legend does make for a good ghost story. And maybe she's really is an apparition of her, but instead of being there because of the fiery death, maybe it's the, the, her son passing away or dying from a fever. Maybe that could have caused a ghost. So he died after her. So she wouldn't have known about it before her death or ghost would. It would, but what would cause her to stick around her love for her husband? I guess. Won't you come back and haunt people for me? Absolutely. I mean, I'm probably going to leave this world before you do. So we even remember me well, when I you grow old. Well, I will be wearing white. You'll be wearing like fiery red, it's even gonna, though you sparkles. It's going to be and sparkly. You'll come up as a ghost to somebody and be like, ooh, they'll look know, at my fingernails. They'll and know who I, my nails will be done. And you won't have eyes, though. You're gonna have <laughs> well, to, of course. You're going to have to have something wrong with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. got to be scary. But your eyes are too pretty. you got to have your eyes. So maybe you'll be like missing your earlobes or something. Yeah, well, you wouldn't see them with my hair anyway. Exactly. It's got to so be something scary, but not like grotesque. No eyebrows. Oh, that would be scary. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> it would be really weird if you didn't have eyebrows because yours are so distinct. They are quite large They're quite angry. and angry. Yeah. So like, if we could like do a Photoshop and take your eyebrows off, I think that would be really scary. Or we could just shave them off, do a special Patreon episode where I go eyebrow. Would you like do the it? Guy from Impractical Jokers. Yeah, but you know, like sometimes no, I would not if do you it. do, sometimes they won't grow back. Oh, I'm definitely not. That would be that. a bad idea. I have so little hair on my body that I want to keep. Yeah, this those is part are some you need to keep. Yeah. So this story leaves a lot of questions, 
but I'm thinking that one way or another, there probably is some kind of ghost, even if it's not related to the famous legend. Yeah, I think maybe sometimes ghost stories get like melded together. So maybe it's a completely different ghost who's not getting their story told. Maybe that's why they're there. Yeah, maybe. You're screwing everything up. They want their own like website and they want their own drink named and after them. Exactly. They want to be on a t-shirt. They yeah. want a gift shop. Right. A gift shop with a, a mug, travel their, mug. Their everything. own coffee. Right, they got to have a drink named after them. Not just a drink. They need their own blend named yeah, after them. Yeah, I guess it just depends on what type of ghost. Some of them want an alcoholic drink named after them. Some of them want a coffee shop type vibe. You know, they want their little dessert. This is funny because it's like you've worked this whole theory out. You could have your own special segment of paranormal investigation, like your own niche thing where you talk about, well, the ghost actually desires a beverage to be named for them. That's how they can move on. That's very trendy today. So I think they're like, they're evolving with the times too. You know, they're really interested in electronics and I think they really like the fame they get at coffee shops and specifically coffee and shops bars. and bars. Yeah. It Those just depends places. on the crowd they're trying to appeal to. Exactly. I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah, I think so. You're a pretty smart person. And that's going to bring us to the one in Georgia. And this story is about the Surrency House Ghosts in Surrency, Georgia. So this is something that we haven't talked about on our show before that I can remember, and that would be a poltergeist and so, or poltergeists. What is the difference between a poltergeist and a ghost? The movie title. Okay. So we're doing a Carol Ann thing here. No, but yes. Okay. This story comes from the very small town of Surrency, which is about 60 miles away from Savannah. So it's almost a Savannah story. Alan Powell Surrency, who was a sawmill operator and founder of the town with his name, decided to construct a new home for his family. He constructed a large, two-story farmhouse right by the railroad tracks, and the family moved in sometime around October of 1872. And here is a picture of the house and the lovely family, I believe. But it didn't take very long for things to start going wrong, and in a big way. Strange events started happening, and the family didn't take long to figure out that they weren't the only residents of the home. It's a much bigger house than I had pictured in my mind. A two-story farmhouse. I said it was large. I'm going to read an excerpt that Surrency himself wrote to the Savannah Morning News. So the Savannah Morning News has been around since the 1800s? It seems to be the case. I'm a recent subscriber to them. Did you, you might even be able to go back and find their archives and find this actual letter. Yeah, I paid 99 cents so I could read some articles and it didn't work. Perfect. Yeah, I think, I mean, you can read their articles, but even some of their archives, I don't know how do you get into that. Maybe you got to be like a super subscriber or something. I don't even know what that means. I don't either, but it costs more than 99 cents, which is more than I'm willing to pay I'm not for spend research. 99 cents plus another nickel to go on and find extra content. No. I mean, you, I obviously you, you would have. You would have like done a lifetime, oh, like yeah. giving them a drop Signed of your blood. dollars Give them your fingerprints, everything. I'd be like, I'll never read any of no. this, but it's nice to know I could if I wanted to. Yeah, all access. So his submission to the paper said, A few minutes after my arrival, I saw the glass tumblers begin to slide off the slab and the crockery to fall upon the floor and break. The books began to tumble from their shelves to the floor, while brick pats, billets of wood, smoothing irons, biscuits, potatoes, tin pans, water buckets, pitchers, etc., 
began to fall in different parts of my house. There have been many other strange occurrences about my house. These facts can be established by 75 or 100 witnesses. Okay, I have a couple of observations. First of all, what's a brick bat? That's probably something they use to make biscuits. Second of all, not the biscuits. I love a biscuit and I would really like one right now. Third, it really sounds like they need to declutter slightly. And maybe the ghost was trying to help. Yeah, maybe it's one of those that knew about the trend of uh, organization that was going to come. Like a couple just hundred years to, in advance. Yeah, they're just trying to help you get a kickstart. Like all this stuff. First you do, just put it all in the middle of the floor. Decide what you really need. Get rid of it. And throw it away. Get you rid of all it. of it. You won't miss it. You won't just miss keep any the biscuits. Of it. Keep the biscuits. Though. Maybe you keep, I mean, like, do you really need an iron? Really? You knew, do you use an iron? I uh, do not use an iron very often. Have you ever used an iron? Maybe twice in your I life? I have used it enough to know how to do it. I just don't know how to do all the different but settings. But do we own one right now? Probably not. I think we might, but I wouldn't know where it would be. You probably already threw it away. I probably did because I don't iron clothes. If they, don't, if they aren't wrinkle-free, we just don't buy them. We just throw them in the trash. Yeah. So it sounds like they couldn't have really been making this story up as he claims to have had around 100 people who would corroborate their story regarding the spirit slash spirits. So they just invite people over to watch their crockery get thrown against the floor? We're getting to that. Okay. This poltergeist did not like anyone being in the home, and every member of the family had experiences with it. It's said that windows would slam shut, doors would randomly open and close, and even the clock on the wall would just spin out of control. I bet they wish they had a video camera. I, I bet they wish they knew what electricity was. Yeah. <laughs> Objects would just be thrown about the house, including pots and pans and silverwares from the kitchen. They would even say that drawers would open and silverware would fly out. They would hear the sound of heavy boot steps outside their bedroom thudding down the hall. Worst of all, at least in my opinion, is that they claim to hear the sound of wailing voices and screams that would shatter the quiet of the night while they were trying to sleep. I guess they weren't as heavy sleepers as you are. I'd sleep I think right you could through sleep it. through all that. I would. The ghost would be staring at me. Out. And you, meanwhile, you would have woken up because the ghost was in another county <laughs> buying, you know, scratch off lottery tickets or something. I'd say, get me one. Get me a couple. We should go play that when we get done here. Go play a few games of the little mini lottery thing that we do. You know how we say there are ghosts in the house and we never really experience them ourselves. Like it's just up here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to tell you because I might scare you. Well, but now like, you already told me. So tell me. Like last night, uh, you had just fallen asleep and I walked out into the hallway to get something out of the drawer that's in the hallway. And just when I opened the door, I felt like something was in that space. In that little hallway? Yeah. Where the dogs like to poop? <laughs> it was only because she was sick. Ah, okay. Yeah, right there. Like, so I can't be there by myself I just anymore. felt like a presence, like there was someone there. But mm. I know there's no one else in the house but you and the dogs, and the dogs were upstairs. Okay, that's creepy. Yeah, and I was like... Should I just walk away and like I just grab what I was getting and walk Get back in the room? Get behind Got me, back in the room Satan, and lock the door. Is what you should have done. And now that I'm not going to get much you're sleep, terrified. I'm sorry. I'm imagining that this family didn't get much sleep in their occurrences. The prevailing theory that people tried to suggest was that it, the home had just suffered an earthquake. 
But who has ever heard of an earthquake that goes on for that kind of period of time? No, I don't think it's an earthquake. Especially one that only affects that house. Maybe it's right on a tectonic plate. Like a very micro tectonic yeah, plate. Yeah, just a little one and it just keeps shifting. Just a little. This haunting is actually one of the most verified ghost stories in American history as once the word got out, people came from all around, even internationally, probably Europeans, probably, from Europe on the boat. probably came on the boat to see the ghosts, and they just were trying to get that haunting in see, person. I want to just go to Florida in a car, which is so easy, and you are complaining about that. When these people were so desperate to see a ghost, they I'm drove not that all desperate the- to see a ghost. <laughs> they just drove all Apparently, the- I can just go downstairs. I didn't say it was a bad feeling of someone. It I doesn't said, matter. I it could be an apparition of Santa Claus, and I still don't want to see that it. That would be terrifying. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Have you been a good little boy? It's said that they definitely got what they paid for, these scare tourists, as the presence of outsiders did nothing to quell the fury of the ghosts at the site. The Surinsees apparently put up with this for several years. And they were a lot braver than I am. I'm already thinking of moving from my home. So what would you have done if it had been your house? Would you have moved? If, logistically? This, if this stuff happened? Yeah. Yes. Logistically, though. What How? do you mean logistically? I it, would walk the out the door and leave all my stuff and die of something <laughs> 1800-related. somewhere. This, I'm not hanging around with a ghost. Come on. Don't be crazy. But logistically, can you just leave? Can you just walk out the door with what? And it's the 1800s. What do you do for a living? You're not someone who could live in a tent. Yeah, I am. I'm a mountain man. I've been camping before. You have way too many things you like to have around you. I'd give up all those things to escape the ghost. All of your electronic equipment. No. Well, we'd have to to depend on my experience. If I had the experience that you had, then no. If I went down there and a ghost with no eye sockets started screaming at me to leave, yeah, I'd leave. The straw that broke the camel's back for the Surinsees, however, was what happened to the Surinsees' son. The report is that the son was being chased down a hallway by a floating ghost that had no hands, which is a weird thing to see. At this point, Alan decided to call it quits and get his family out of Dodge and moved his family from the home, so apparently he did possess the ability to do this. Unfortunately for the Surinsees, it seems the ghosts decided that they liked haunting them, and it said that they followed them to their new home. The hauntings ended in 1877 when Alan Surinsee died. Yeah, so what are you going to do if it just follows you around? Well, then I guess I have to keep running, and basically it's like a movie series. It's like, where's Brett going now? He's in Vegas this week. Next week, he's in Guadalupe. So it only lasted five years because he died. But what I do know is, is that apparently the hauntings were related directly to Alan. As once he passed away, all of the hauntings ceased. And there were rumors that Alan had dealings with the dark arts and maybe some other bad things. And that might be what drew the connection of the spirits to him. And those are just that rumors. But it seems like something probably happened here. I heard a very similar story, and I don't know if it's the same story or not. Do you know if there were stepchildren involved in this? Unclear. Okay, because in this one, the stepson like moved in with them, and then the hauntings got worse, and they thought maybe it was attributed to him 
and they had to send him away for a while. It could possibly be true. Maybe we should look into this story yeah. some more and we might elaborate on it on a follow-up. Because in that story, it was also the thing where the, it ended up being that the husband had been involved in witchcraft when he was young. He had um, he'd actually met with witches or something and yeah. had done some sort of spell and unlocked something. Sounds reasonable. But he never told his wife or anyone, and they like brought in like people to try to exercise the house. And they and just things. like intuitive it, intuitive ascertain that from the spirit world. No, he eventually admitted it after all this thing, all these things happened. But many, many years, they oh, he suffered. was like, oh, well, that's probably what it was. Yeah, it's my like bad. He didn't tell him, and he, all this stuff was happening, and then he finally said it later on. But and then he died. He's yeah. like, oh, by the way, the ghosts are because of the witches. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, it did end up coming from him. I think it may have been a different story, but it was very similar. Well, to we'll it. look into that. That sounds like a good story, too. And if it's related to this one, we'll elaborate on this on an update. Or we might just do a whole new episode and go into detail on that. Yeah, as you were telling it, a lot of the elements sounded very similar. So I don't know if maybe that story took from this story. Because I think that one was a little more recent than the 1800s. Okay. Well, we'll find I'll out. look into it. We'll look into it. So, Crystal, what do you think? Are these ghosts real, or is this just a load of poppycock? <laughs> poppycock. Poppycock. Oh my gosh, you're so crazy. Um, yeah, I think definitely I want to check out the Bellamy Bridge. What about the Serency? I also have a couple of follow-up questions about the Serency to determine if it's real or not. Can we visit it? Is it still there? The house itself, as I have understood from my research, burned down. Likely in the 20s, I think. Okay, so is there like a historical site marker that you could find? That is something I'm not sure because I think they have built stuff over where it used to be, like Ooh, the post office. So yeah, there may be a haunted, haunted post office. I don't know that it's a post office, but apparently it's around that area. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely haunted then. It's a haunted post office. Yes. Maybe we got some of our packages from there the day before this thing happened. Oh, maybe. That mm. might be the whole key to unlocking the mystery. There. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure there's a ghost out near that bridge. There has to be. If you have a bridge like that and you don't have ghosts, then what is the bridge even doing there? Why even have that bridge? I mean, you obviously don't use it for transportation anymore. The only thing it's good for is a portal to hell. They should <laughs> just burn it down and just open the whole gateway. No, I wouldn't recommend that. We learned not to burn things. No, don't that's, burn the that's things. That's something you don't do. Don't burn the things. No. It lets them free or some such thing. Yeah. So that's all for this episode. Please tune in next week if I'm still around after I investigate the haunting in our own house. Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.